The following show features episodic breakdowns of Jackass, either performed by professionals or under the supervision of professionals. For your safety, avoid listening to this podcast at all times. Hi, I'm Mikey Aaronworth. I'm Jason Wellwood. And I'm Chris Aaronworth. Welcome to Jackass. Welcome to Jackass. It's the podcast where we're on a path of destruction through every single episode of Jackass. We're three lifelong fans of the show reliving the belly laughs, bad ideas, and broken bones. Guys, I just realized I can't resist the finger guns when we do the intro. Like, I don't know what to do. I panic every time, and this is my go-to. Am I a finger gun? You have, you have <laughs> such a predictable and listen, this is a little bit of a joke for the people over there who are watching us on uh, on YouTube as opposed to on uh, listening to yes. us on, on a podcast. This whole podcast is just a big joke. One big joke. <laughs> it's just a big joke. It doesn't even exist. You guys are, are playing into our hands. But Chris, you have such a predictable intro. One thing I can always guarantee is and this is what we say before we even hit record. We say, is everyone ready to go? We say yes. You don't put your phone down. Jay starts, and then two or three seconds later, you decide to look up into the camera and do your finger guns. Like, like, yeah. pretend you're in broadcast television. Like, pretend that you're supposed to be there as soon as it starts. Why, Why Mikey? Because broadcast well, television because- is a dead thing. Podcasts are the way of the future, and they're natural. He it's is how right. we just broadcast that. television is a dead thing. Didn't you just watch some of the UFC this past weekend? That's not broadcast. That's reality TV. Th- that's... It's literally a broadcast television that, <laughs> no, that's like as broadcast as you it's get. It's called pay-per-view, <laughs> and it's reality TV, just like what we're doing is reality. Do you want me to be like, okay. like welcome to the weather today, sir? I want to do this or this or this. I would this. love that. If that you sounds started doing good that, to me, actually. actually. You've it? never sounded so professional, yeah. Man. Except for that one time. Remember that one time we're doing the episode, my voice sounded really good for some reason? I love I love that we can point to what? one time that you sounded <laughs> yeah. good. You you brought it up and like, I still don't Chris, and I still don't remember it. Uh, yeah. I do because it yeah. really meant a lot to me. Yeah. Jay, how are hey you doing? Guys, we're, I'm doing good. Yeah, thank you. Uh, you're supposed to do this before we hit record, but that's all right. I'm doing good. <laughs> Thanks for asking. <laughs> I'm good. No, you know what, guys? We got we got uh, another half a shark week to go. Uh this is our part two of Jackass. I guess it's Shark Week. Two. Dude, it's Shark Week two, it? two, two. Shark What's Week the two, part two. Listening. Okay, cool. Well, I'm I'm digging it anyway. You guys, not so much. But uh, when we left off, I know you were feeling like could have been better. Shark yeah. Week one was a little better. But uh, let's see if maybe in the second half things pick up. I don't know. Who let's knows? Let's find out. When we left you last time, we were talking a little bit uh, about the electric eel. I believe was that right? No, no it was dark shark eel. on the boat. It was it was unless dark you're consider- if, if you're calling dark shark an eel, then kind of that makes sense. Uh, but it was I dark was. shark. Thank you, Mikey, on the SS Dark Shark uh, electrocuting himself. So now in our next he is segment here, I know. Funny. <sighs> <laughs> Chris, I know you are just the most prepared guy in the room. You've always got your notes meticulously organized and ready to go. So why don't you tell us what's, what this next stunt is, this next sketch. <laughs> yeah, Chris, where are we going um, in from here? We're going to Hagfish Slime, actually. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. he knows. Yeah, I do know. I memorized it, you know? Did um, you yeah. just say memorized? He did, yeah. That's what it's called, right? The, Member? Uh, memorized? Because you're part of, like, the yeah. member. It's a, like a member of your brain. Wait, hey, okay. Fish, uh, what? Like, there's. I'm. Okay, I'm not that. It's guy. hurting my head. I, I okay, he has brain that. I'm sorry. I, that, brain that was just too right cheesy now. for me to play into that one. I don't know. There's a lot but to listen, break down there. Yeah, Chris is correct. We'll see how he does on the next one. 
uh, I think Mikey said before we hit record, hey, don't forget, guys, we're on hagfish. So I botched that one, but we'll see. True, true, true. We'll see. Uh, when a predator draws near, the hagfish will release a sticky mucus, a sticky, sticky mucus. And uh, basically, this rotten stench that comes from this slime is kind of like a deterrent to predators. Sharks hate the stuff. So the idea is, let's cover poopies in this slime and put them in a cage for the first time going back you know, this close to sharks since the accident. Uh, we're going to see how he does down there. That's the idea. I got to talk about before we get into the water, though, the consistency and the color of this slime. Guys, you want to give some descriptors here? You, what, it's, what did it's, you, it's the clear you liquid think? from Uh Oh. oh. Remember the show? Uh-oh? Yeah, I, I was I was gonna say this is where Nickelodeon and like oh Chris Chris uh oh was a was a Canadian show so fewer people oh. will remember it but it's like I'm wearing fun. a Canadian this, shirt. Look at me, I'm such classic. a patriot. Patriarch. The slime industry, yeah, the buddy. slime industry was like never better than the early 1990s <laughs> with Nickelodeon. Who big slime had their fingers wrapped around little kids television networks and this this is like that but clear yeah they are definitely Somehow, one of the worst uh, um, lobbies. That they are. Our, our, both of our countries, actually. Obviously. Well, it's all the it's the carcinogens right. that they would not admit were were in all that slime. That's why so many kids didn't make it past the age of fourteen. That's why so why many was kids it turned okay? out like me, like not very smart. <laughs> yeah. You know, like it's like a With slow bleached kill. hair, bleached because they just had slime poured on yeah. their head. Yeah. We're just like all bros and idiots, you know? Yeah, dude. That's why you see so much male pattern bald- baldness now. It's that's of, it. Uh, it's the, the acid. 90s. I don't have that. Yeah. Ladies, thank God. Why, why was it okay to goo kids up like that? Like, It just seems like that oh, shouldn't be okay. so creepy when you really think about and it. Creamy and it's a guy in fucking latex. Uh, <laughs> if you're not Canadian, you're like, what the fuck is this show? Well, Nickelodeon, did, like they but, did it too, and that was in the States. So they, they kind of get where okay, we're coming from. Okay. But like Fair enough. spilling goo on kids... Is something Mikey would like to do. So I love those shows. That question, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that's why I watched them, but I did love those shows. And those two things are unrelated. That's all I'm going to say hey. on that. My lawyer well, you know told what? me not to say anything more than that. <laughs> <laughs> this, who knows? For all we know, this could have been a pipe dream of poopies when he was a young boy, and yeah. now he's getting his due right here. So they put the stuff on him. I can only like the color of the stuff. It's kind of like if you have bacon grease sit in the pan for too long, and it turns that white gray mm. kind of color. Except this, the thickness of it, you guys are totally right. It's like once you touch it, it's like that scene in The Matrix where Neo touches the mirror yeah. and oh, it's yeah. stuck to his finger. It just kind of like gloms on to you. Um, now, the idea here, like I said, they put him in the, in the shark tank, in the cage, I should say, in the water. And um, basically, Pontius is here to, I guess, keep him company, right? He, he can't go in alone. Um and I love that uh, the comment here that he makes is that a lot of divers enjoy the company of scantily clad men, and this is no exception. <laughs> so there you go. Pontius trying to lighten the mood there, kind of keep poopies calm, keep them, you know, ready to go and in the right state of mind. I, I certainly appreciate seeing that. Well, it's I mean, that's a, again, we have this weird and I wonder if they discussed this before recording some of these sketches because it's like. Or some of these segments, you have Johnny who's continually joking about the fact that Poopy's got bit by a shark. And like everyone who knows anything about Jackass knows that like 
Poopies is really affected by it. Like it was a really big deal. But Johnny, he's going to say what he's going to say. Like he says at the beginning of this stunt, he says, uh, uh, you know, we're going to cover him in hagfish slime. So hopefully he doesn't get bit. But if he does get bit, it's not terrible television. And then he starts laughing. And that's when it cuts to Pontius kind of being there as his protector and lightening the mood. Just as in the beginning of Shark uh, Shark Week 2.0 Part 1, uh, we covered this in Part 1 of our podcast, you have Johnny joking about the shark bite. And then it cuts to uh, Chris Pontius, who's like, this is the most disturbing thing I've ever seen on Jackass. Like, again, grounding it, making it serious, trying to make poopies feel a little bit more comfortable because this is where we start talking about what we kind of hinted at last week, Chris, where is Poopy's actually this afraid or is he playing it up? And I think he is this afraid. I, I think that this, this, st- this stunt specifically felt uncomfortable to me. And, and I didn't, I didn't see him playing it up very much. Jay, are you with me on that? Or are you against, are you, are you with me? Or are you against me? Uh, I, do I have to like get that? Um, like, do I have to brave heart it with you? You do. And, get, like, and I'm going to, I'm going to huck a broadsword at you if you, if you, you disagree are, with me. Cause I, it's a, I got to admit, it's a lot of pressure when you ask me like that. I mean, I don't know. It, I, I think I'm with you though, because you know, the guy clearly was traumatized by this event, like who wouldn't fucking be. Um, so I, I think there's an element of, um, of fear in there, but I will say this, he, he does handle it very well. Like when you see him down there in the cage, he does, you know, complain a little, which I think is just a natural response to the trauma. But all things considered, like the fact that he's in there, uh, he stays in there for quite a long time. I'm I'm impressed with how he handles it, fear or not. He did well in there. So, yeah, it is kind of it seems like it is his first experience back in the water with sharks cage. Yes, but this is kind of his first introduction to it. So he's got to work out a little bit of those nerves and it seems like he does. But like it is crazy that even jackass members are like he can't even talk about this bite without crying. They say that in interviews and then they're just like, yeah, but he'll be good to swim with sharks again. Like that is such yeah. a jackass mentality. It's the TV element. You know, it, you gotta, it really you gotta, is. You got to be in character. You got to be ready to go. You got to be prepared before Mikey hits record on the podcast <laughs> and that's uh, the broadcast you're right you're right you that's know. yeah broadcast. Chris should take that's notes word. thank you Did, what thank about you. before before they get into the water i think my favorite part of this <laughs> of this stunt is when they're <coughs> is, is chris is chris gagging there or is he oh no he's just he's just convulsing uh before they even get into the water they're covering themselves in the hagfish slime this was my favorite part of the stunt uh you get you get poopies and pawnee is just kind of smearing themselves up I'm not even laughing as hard at them. I'm laughing at like Zackass and Dark Shark who can't handle the smell. Dark Shark, mm, yeah, yeah. I want I want to watch this scene again. Like you know how sometimes you have those second second screen experiences or like we were watching an F1 drive and you can watch it from any of the onboard cameras that you want. I want the camera that was just zeroed in on Dark Shark. Like by the end of it, he's throwing up so hard that his body oh, isn't yeah. even convulsing anymore. He's just over the side like he's dead. Like you know how they say when 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 you die your hair keeps growing. It's like when you die vomit keeps coming out of your mouth he's just uh, like his mouth is hanging and there's vomit just dripping out of his mouth i could not yeah he's like a zombie i could not stop laughing watching that how how much of that do you think was the smell of the fish versus actually being seasick like these guys zach Mm. said he's never been on the ocean right never been in the ocean at all and like being out there like i've been out there tons of times sometimes i get seasick sometimes i don't but when it hits you you're screwed and i couldn't imagine it like kind of being there and then having Something like hagfish slime, like that's actually they a good fine. point. So it's like, yeah, I think that they, um, like, this might have been a good thing for them. This seems early on into filming because they seemed fine afterwards. Right. So it's maybe it was like, 
you're seasick and you have to deal with hagfish slime yeah. or you're just seasick. So maybe it's actually like set the bar so high that they're able to deal with everything like being out on the ocean for the rest of the time. Yeah. Yeah. They need their sea legs and their sea tummy as well. So they don't vomit in there. Uh, regardless, this was this was one of my favorite. I mean, look, I mean, listeners of this podcast know I love watching people vomit. It's like my favorite thing in the world. I think this was one of my favorite parts of Shark Week 2.0 is watching them sit on the boat, cover themselves in hag slime and everyone is is almost throwing up like that's 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 primo for me. I loved it. And I also like how 30 seconds ago, Mike, you referred to it as your sea tummy your as if tummy. like it's like my mom's <laughs> getting me prepared to go out on my first boating trip with the boys, you know. <laughs> Don't don't eat too many hot dogs before you get on the boat. You might oh. get a sick sea tummy. You might get a sick sea tummy. Well, it's like you your don't sea legs. Get a sea tummy it's funny because Mikey's partial to hot, hot dogs too. I am yeah. partial to hot dog eating competition against Antropic Carol back w- in nineteen ninety two. What? Wh- why the deep cuts like that? Literally, my brother just mentioned a family member that no one's gonna know. But yes, I I had a a hot dog eating competition. I was I, like, you know, why I do it. Why? Because you know it pisses me off. That's good podcasting. No. Okay. Why? No. 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 To see if they're listening. Oh. If, if people, if I mention someone by name and they don't mention it to me uh-huh. within that week. Okay. They're not my fucking friends anymore. Chris, they don't listen. Chris uses them. podcasts to just be vin- vindicate, to, 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 to be vindictive towards people who he thinks might. Today, Junior. Okay. Fine. I stutter. I stutter. I stutter once. Um, on, on broadcast television, that's a big no, no. And I take that seriously. Um, uh, w- once once the once the hagfish sliming up is done though you know once the punisher comes out and douses these guys in the hagfish slime uh did you guys like the cave di- cage diving portion of this was this did this do anything for you it was it was funny for me seeing like poopies you see again this is what i think they like re-dramatized this part like this is the the part specifically that had me thinking this is a little staged because like they're like, oh, look over there. And you could tell like everyone's talking and they just like re- they were cutting it in such a way that you could tell there wasn't sharks around. Mm-hmm. And then the one shark came around. But then the one thing that did kind of have me hanging there is he is like clenched on to Pontius' yes. leg at the bottom. Yeah. And that that kind of makes me feel like the legitimacy. But they made it seem like they were so they're like, look at all the sharks, you know, like they're making it bigger than it was. And I don't think they need to do that. I agree. There's like, so, so much of that actually happening. There's you know? so much of that exactly. this year of them. And Jay, here's a question for you as a sound guy. How much of the scuba diver, like the diver to person on the boat commentary, do you think is actually taking place while it's happening? And how much of that is done in post? Oh, there's a question. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say. I would I would assume you'd have to probably do a lot of that in post because uh, to get that clean while yeah. you're out in the field is depending on what you have for a setup could be difficult. So I almost feel like just the way some of the lines were even delivered. Yeah. I did notice it sounds like, yeah, they kind of just maybe throwing stuff in, but that almost to me seems like a very discovery channel production type of thing. That I they think would request. so. You know but what I mean, I mean it, it goes back to that thing of like, every time I feel like something is being puppeteered in Jackass, it really bums me out. And to constantly hear, the voice of the person in the boat and then the diver. And it's, it's pretty obvious to me in a lot of those cases that, especially because sometimes you look at the diver and they don't even have an earpiece in. And I'm like, okay, yeah. they're, like they're not even talking to each other. That, that, well, that's like, sketchy. And after a while, they're like, you know, it's like the perfect moment. It's like, 
oh, I think all the hagfish line wore off. Yeah. And then like a new shirt comes in. It's like, come on, man. You know, like exactly. <laughs> obviously, like there are deterrents like and there's actually attractants. Dude, did you, did you know what kind of music? Actually, guess this. Mm-hmm. What kind of music played underwater attracts sharks the most? What kind of music played underwater attracts sharks? They've been experimenting with with different types of music underwater to see if it scares or attracts sharks. Uh-huh. Which one do you think attracts them Bjork. the most? What genre? Man, Bjork I, is her own genre, know. Chris. Yeah. It's, it's Bjork. Fair enough. Well, they didn't get that specific. Uh, I don't know. I would say classical. No, no. it's, uh, it's hip hop. That's some pussy ass shit. Hip hop. Are you kidding me? No. No. Heavy metal. Heavy metal. They fucking love heavy metal. That makes metal. sense. Like, if you put heavy metal in, they run in something about the bass lines and, like, the intense noises. Yeah. And if you play, like, noises, like, orca noises. Well, or, that's like, not music, Chris. Oh, fucking obviously. <laughs> if you if you play the sound of their... You said Bjorn. It's a, basically Bjorn, an orca. Bjorn Borg is a tennis Bjorn player. Bjorn is the orga of human beings. Bjork is, is the... Is the, is the, the <laughs> Musician. Oh, did I say Bjorn? <laughs> All right, running down <laughs> the clock here. Person. We got to keep it right, moving, yeah, boys. Go. We got to keep it moving. Go. But listen, I'll, I will say this: that um, when they're in the cave, a cage, cave, Poopies does keep requesting more slime constantly, and that could be an ADR after the fact yeah. thing, you know. Um, but yeah, I think Mike, you, you hit the nail on the head before we even got in the water here. The dude's still scared of sharks at this point, and, and fair enough, he should be after what he went through. Yeah, um, I still, I still think that the funniest things in this stunt happen outside of the water and that continues because zackass is kind of there like you know oh th- hucking meat into the water like stirring up yeah. the sharks but it's when he dips his heart his hand into the hagfish slime and just oh, like so full commit throws like like uh spider-man's it right into his face like that sex with <laughs> the spider-man right into his face and just he gags so hard he literally turns into a different human being i don't even recognize him he just like it looked like his body was trying to go inside out and he was going to become a different person. It was that, that was the best part. And he part. was puking. Like how often do people puke and like, don't care about where they're yeah, puking. Yeah, you know what I mean? His body. He didn't move. He just puked on himself. <laughs> like normally you like, at least like extend your neck or hang overboard. It's just like, Zach no, I'm just does gonna not throw have a neck to myself. extend. I think that's where you're wrong. <laughs> well, Actually, I'm just impressed you got through that description of Zach as puking unscathed. Without gagging well yourself. Done. That's progress, buddy. Yeah, You're because well. I could write it off as seasickness. Uh, okay. It wasn't like, it didn't have to do with milk. Okay. Yeah. That throws Good me off. But I, f- I have a feeling yeah. he had a big lunch before that, and they brought him a big tall glass of milk with his with his, with his lunch. Yeah, we don't need to. Let's move on. We, we're running out of time, guys. Yeah. You know, like we got to take time. Well, so look, I, I think know that in, in intense heat, milk will curdle and become chunky, almost like <clears throat> curds of cheese in a yeah, protein. I've heard Did that. You know that? Yeah. Did you know what, what type of curdled milk attracts sharks <laughs> the most? <laughs> Bjork's breast milk. Don't tell me strawberry. <laughs> That's probably some expensive breast milk. That's probably, like that's like girl farting in a jar. You know, yeah, tier, exactly. Expensive. The one thing uh, is, is is with is with Zackass throwing up. It made himself uh, a little bit lighter and gave the shark in the next stunt a little bit uh, more of an easy go. job. AJ. Yeah, because when you got to drag four thousand pounds, which is the upper limit of what a shark can do through water, mind you, I don't know how a shark would do that on land. Although we haven't tested it yet, so maybe one day we'll figure that out too. But listen, it's never been tested with Zach Holmes, so mm-hmm. let's get him in the water and see what can happen. Now, one of Zach's biggest fears happens to be the ocean. In fact, he's never been in the ocean before, according to the show. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. But you think a guy who lives out in California is at least you know, dipped a toe in or something. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's in a in a fishing boat. Does he? I don't know if he actually lives out there. I could be just. I'm not sure. Up. Who knows? Not sure where he's anyway, from. Actually, 
But uh, in a fishing boat, and uh, the shark's going to basically use him to pull him through the water. No, he's from uh, Indiana, actually, so he's quite far away from oceans. Okay, we'll give him a pass then. We'll give him a pass. Um, But yeah, he's basically, the shark's going to grab the bait on the pole, and he's going to be attached to a line at the end of it, and like, just see how, if they can do it. Um, He's sitting there in his boat, and like, the minute he gets in the boat, he's already uncomfortable. He's like, please, I don't want to do this. The shark hasn't even shown up yet. He's just, get me out of here, guys. He knows it's coming. He doesn't like this at all. As as someone who is very afraid of the ocean, I actually fully believed him here. Even I don't think he was selling it at all. I know that panic and I know that dread. And you start to feel like, you know, this isn't this isn't like going into a jackass contraption because and there's like the sense of control or whatever. This is just you are at the mercy of nature. And that is a totally different feeling. I fully believe that he was panicking here. Oh, yeah, it seemed like it. Yeah, he seemed uncomfortable. But I mean, this one's over pretty quick. Like they the the shark grabs on and there's a big moment where everyone's freaking out, but the boat kind of just capsizes and he goes in there with in the drink with the shark, but they kind of cut after that. Like we don't really see what happens, so yeah. I assume the shark probably just took off or something. But uh it, yeah. it, as as scary as it would be to know that Something just pulled a, a rope into the water, a rope that you were holding into the water. Some Something just pulled it and capsized your boat. And that thing is still in the water with you. There's something mm-hmm. terrifying about that, which you would think means that the most exciting part happens after he's in the water. But they really wrap up quickly like this one. This yeah. one, like so many other stunts, had a really good premise. And then I felt like by the end of it, it was just kind of so what like it really landed flat for me. For something that could have been very, very cool, I think. Yeah, it, it, again, it made me feel like it was cut in certain ways and staged in certain ways. Like, did he really get pulled over by the shark? Or were they trying to add that dramatized effect? Like, I, 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 why, why else would they not even have a cut, like a, a shot of the shark anywhere near him or anything like that? Like, the cutting, it just, the, everything about this thing just seems so staged. And again, I don't blame the jackass people. I think that's Discovery Channel getting their hands on it and trying to trying to ham everything up and and you know like they're that's not what they're meant to be doing it's like a science show and like i think they struck gold with the first one because they let the jackass people do what they wanted yeah. to do and then they realized they were worried about lawsuits or things along those lines and corporate got involved and they had to put their hands in like that's this the is, theme of this, this is woodstock 2.0 to woodstock one is is shark True. week 2.0 to shark week one um <laughs> i do think that the the yeah. the shark probably did grab hold of of the of the meat down there because i can't imagine anything else being able to to pull oh i'm not no i'm not yeah. saying that but i'm saying the flipping part oh. specifically like i think it just pulled them and then they're like okay let's make you fall off into the water the uh, shark's maybe, gone maybe, type, type of thing yeah. i actually don't i think so, that's I think, what i got because I, I was but. thinking the same thing i'm like that's kind of like wow but i guess if it if it pulls you and goes underneath you and and your center of balance is thrown off. I can see how it would happen. Regardless, they didn't do enough with it. Whether it was because sta- I almost think it's the opposite. Because if it were staged, I feel like they could have done more with it in filming. And if and if it isn't, then they also could have. I just regardless of what happened, this one fell flat. Yeah, yeah, totally. I do. I do though think that the the line of of the episode is Pontius coming on board and saying Zach's balls are as big as the rest of him. Fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was great. Well, uh, for this next one, we have a brand new sketch here. And Mikey, oh man, I you know I would just be honored, absolutely honored, if you would do me the honor of okay. 
asking Chris what this next sketch is in the yeah, rotation. Yeah, Chris, I, you know what? Before we get to the sketch, Chris, what did you think of this interstitial? Um, you know, whenever there's sharks and there's water and mm-hmm. there's jackass mm-hmm. people, I'm a happy, I'm a mm-hmm. happy customer. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. And and like, who would your favorite person to be interviewed? about a shark like in in this case do you do you think the prank went over well to the person being interviewed or no yeah 100 percent. yeah oh you do yeah yeah talk about like primetime news uh don't want to answer an uncomfortable question interview <laughs> response there by chris if we were giving him shit for not understanding broadcast uh you know uh technique i think he did pretty well there chris should run run for politics the listener won't know this but uh chris right before recording said uh hey jay don't throw to me to introduce a stunt because i can't find my notes (laughs) (laughs) this one i'm all about passion man it's all from the heart you You know i remember what happened i know all the details if you've shown anything in shark week i remember which is the next one that's it if you've shown anything in shark week (laughs) it's that you are uh, you have boundless passion for these uh, beasts of the ocean. Uh, this this one, though, thank you, this could have gone. Honestly, thank oh, you. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. See, I can be a nice guy. Thank you so much. That meant a lot to me. This one could have gone so well. It was a an attempted prank on Wee Man. They tried to yeah. interview him with a, an electric cushion, a la the card throwing machine. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, they say to callback. him, though, to start it off, Wee Man, are you nervous? And he says, no, I'm stoked, which is so badass. And I believe him, too. His energy, again, we talked about it last yeah. episode, is fucking top notch in this episode. Yeah. He's just too veteran to be pranked, though, at this mm-hmm. point. You like, he knew what was coming the whole time. Yeah. And that's why I think it actually went well, because when I was saying earlier that it went well, yes. it's because uh, it really epitomizes why they're using the new guys like dark shark or something like this, because it allows them to really fulfill the old jackass flavor without people really fully understanding what to expect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Jack, uh, dark shark gets pranked. We man knows it's coming. If we had all <laughs> the old guys, you couldn't be doing this. So to me, that was an experiment gone very well. well it uh, really bums me out because you make a really good point and I have nothing bad to say about it. <laughs> like you just, I was waiting to shit on you and I, I can't, that's a really good point. So, <laughs> Hey guys, I don't know if you knew, but sharks hunt other animals too, you know, not just sea creatures, birds and shit. And man, they can be vicious. If birds land on the surface of that water, man, they'll just snap them up in a second. So, hey, let's uh, throw Wee Man in there. And this is the bird cage. They're going to essentially dress him up like a bird. They made him like a little big bird costume here. And (laughs) I know a guy, I know a guy who went as big bird for Halloween one year. Tall guy, super tall, probably like around seven foot. Oh, wow. Uh, costume party at a bar, right? So there was a contest. Everybody loved him. Everybody was in love with his costume. He went up on stage. Everybody cheered the loudest for him. And he won. He won. But he was so wasted that immediately <laughs> after winning first place, he fell over into a guitar player's $1,500 amp <laughs> no. stack, knocked it over, and then was never allowed to return to the bar ever again. He was banned from the bar. You and this can't all happened in the span for, of like five minutes. You can't blame a guy for falling over in a Big Bird costume. The only guy who's never fallen over in a Big Bird costume is fucking Big Bird. That's that's so cheap. It, he went well, he like, went from top of the world. You can ban the Big Bird, yeah. but you can't ban the person right. himself. Like when when you is, is when that, it is a costume party, is that like a hate the player? Oh, don't hate the player, hate the game. Like ban the bird, don't ban the guy. <laughs> kind of, okay, kind of, and I agree with that. But it, there's something about a costume party. You're uh, it gives you the right to be that person who you are that day. Mm-hmm. So it, it's kind of that's why it's Halloween so much fun. It takes away yeah. all accountability. You have like right. a little gaze over, like a little mask over your face, and you're not you that day. Yes, you know, I went to the Guns and Roses concert. I dressed up as Slash, mm-hmm. and it, it was like. 
metaphorically, but literally, it's like you you you're hiding behind the mask. Yes, and it's so much fun because you could actually be yourself. So fuck them for you know ban Big Bird. I understand that, but don't ban little seven foot tall Timmy or whatever. His it's name like, it's was. like how for the past year and a half you've been hiding behind the mask of podcaster. Uh, and, and just speaking of masks, <laughs> Mikey's going to a concert of a guy who's literally a goth cowboy. That's true. I found this out this weekend. Congratulations, Jay. Yeah. If, if the what? listener, Orville, you're talking to me as if like we have something to bond over here, motherfucker. Well, because you were a goth cowboy <laughs> no. in little rural Calgary, Alberta, growing up. You know, every high school we talked about this months and months and months ago, maybe even a year ago. Everyone's got the jocks, you got the the drama kids, you got the goths, and you said you had the cowboys. And sometimes people intermingle, so that means theoretically your high school had goth cowboys, and that's where we put you. Okay, and so, Mikey's going to Orville Peck concert, who is a goth cowboy. Yeah, look literally. him up. He 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 looks very much like a goth cowboy, and and is, Chris and I were giggling uh, over it. So did we like unironically? Was that our doing? Did we start that genre? Did he maybe listen to that episode and go, "Ooh, yeah, he's a big ooh, jackass shit. fan. He's a big jackass gimmick, fan." You know? Yeah. Well, it's the same with the MythBusters. It's the same with everything. Like what we speak on here becomes reality. It's true. Right. That's it's all true. I'm saying it's happened. Like before, how, guys. like how there's a, like how there's a, a jackass TV show after show, and we've been invited to be the hosts. Yes. Right. We're, let's that. make it a reality. Let's That's what make we're going to be doing. <laughs> guys, fucking tag everybody. We want to be the host of like, you know, instead of talking dead from walking dead, we want to yes. do the jackass host show and get a random member on every week. And if, who's better to do it than us? Who's wilder than the wild boys <laughs> of podcasting? <laughs> Maybe if That's I keep making point. jokes like that, I'm going to cancel it. For, like, it's not going to happen. But <laughs> Chris, you're going to cancel us for a wildly different reason than making a bad joke. Uh, oh, my God. Imagine me on MTV. Fuck. Or wherever they're going to be putting the show out. Prime Paramount Video. Plus. Hopefully it's Paramount Netflix. Plus. Paramount ne- Plus. Netflix would be good. Netflix, it's, it's already you can make announced. all the jokes. Chris, it's already announced for Paramount Plus. Why are you pandering yeah. to Netflix right now? Yeah. Know, guys, guys, we're in the Netflix. Ro- Okay, we're in the we wrong market. We're in the wrong market for uh, if you wanted to be on MTV, we should have started a podcast about like, uh, you know, my teenage pregnancy or uh, something along I've those lines. That. We're in the wrong. We're in the wrong market. Sorry. That's true. Yeah. MTV yeah. has moved on from Jackass. Their but, show. Uh, my dad's a goth cowboy. That's a great one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. I didn't want to say anything. I didn't want to, you know, be too obvious. But uh, I don't know if you caught last week's episode, but <laughs> I'm not spoiling anything. I won't spoil anything for the listeners. Listen. Uh, what'd you guys think of this wee man stunt? They put him in, in the birdcage shark stalked him a little bit. I'll say, I'll say adorable, fucking adorable. Uh, love the costume. Kudos to the costume designer of Jackass. Just putting in the yeoman's work, you know, for a five minute segment, making a full fledged costume. Great. Love it. I just don't care about cage diving. I don't know why that's a big deal. Like why, why we have to focus so heavily on cage diving. It's boring to me. You can only amp up the drama so much. So sure you have Wee Man in a bird cage, but after that, it's every other stunt we've seen. It, this episode ends with like four cage dives and I don't care about cage dives. You're going to like that one. I was recommending monsters of the cod. It's like one of the shark week episodes. There's fucking great white sharks, like all over Cape Cod. I'm not going to get too much into it. But the guy who's like the main guy in it keeps fucking jumping in the water with the great white sharks and all the other people are like, dude, what are you doing? Stop doing that. Like, they're so scared. And one of the guys in it is actually in this episode of, oh, of cool. uh, 2.0. He was the guy in the uh, who was testing, I think, the bite, the bite thing, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay. Either way, he's he's a he's a shark week regular, but he's just freaking out. This guy's literally a, a great white shark is eating a seal and he jumps in beside and films it from like oh, a fucking couple feet away. And they're like, 
what the fuck, man? So check that one out. If you're if you're a Shark Week fan, Monsters of the Cod was the standout. I watched okay. every single episode. Yeah. Something yeah, like that. Chris Monster is going to have to start his new Shark Week podcast because yeah. we, we can't get an, a word in edgewise when he turns Rain Man on us and starts going off on Shark Week. It's it's just tough to talk. <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it is. I, like I don't know. Did that. anyone else see anything? I like anything? sharks. I like sharks. I like titles. Uh, did anyone else see anything about this one? Like redeeming? Uh, Am I alone in that? For, for yeah. me, as like, like a shark fan, scientifically, it was interesting to see how the sharks would react to, like they've seen divers, they've seen humans, like does that look more like prey? Sure. Are they going to be more intrigued? But aside from that, there really wasn't nothing really happened. And, so. and with the way they stage everything, it's impossible to know. Like it's, it's exactly. hard to tell if there really were sharks, like more or less, like if they don't play it up and there is a stunt where there's just none. And that becomes the joke, like the fucking bread suit of shark week where they're like, well, that was a failure. Then we'll know that they're being honest every time they talk about something else that's going on in this, but we didn't, we didn't get that honesty. Yeah. Yep. Should have used Tony Hawk. Missed opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> he's the bird man half the bird, bird man baby man. uh listen lionfish they have a venom in in those big old you see okay hold on let's back it up a second listener if you don't know what a lionfish is it's mm-hmm. the real ugly looking motherfucker just imagine like a gray white black fish but it's got these big spikies it's almost like a fish fucked a hedgehog and there you go. That's the yeah, line. That's, it really does look very much like that. I was going to say it looks yeah. like a tribe just took down a, a zebra with spears, uh, but I like yours better. <laughs> it's still like limping away with. Yeah. Like, just a bunch of spikes. Ever. I've always better. loved lionfish. I've always loved them. They're so cool. And I, I know that they're super poisonous and super dangerous. So I was actually really excited about this one to see what would happen. Yeah, it's uh, pretty brutal. I mean, like you touch this. You touch these spikes, you're going to get a venom injected in India. And according to one of the guys who was on the boat, he says it's like the worst pain he's ever felt in his life. So this was a marine expert, too. So like he's he's had a real sting and a real was encounter. It, I, that was things. Joe Romero, too. Right. Like that was that was him was coming it? back. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. OK. So he's, he's been so, kind of our guide through Shark Week. That's the man. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you don't want to fuck with these things. So that's why uh, we're going to send Zach to save the ocean from these invasive fish. We're sticking a lionfish on a pole and we're going to see if uh, the sharks can, you know, come in and uh, just kind of see what happens. Like, are they interested in a lionfish? Will they fuck with them? Um, So we've got sandbar sharks on location today. There's three of them. And I mean, these sharks are known to eat just about anything. So... I don't know. What do you guys think was going to happen here? Like, I, I, I got to be honest. I'm going to say real quick, too, that I I don't know. I, this one was kind of lost on me. It kind of felt like, is this like a, like, how is this a jackass sketch? It seems like they're just doing experiments now. Like, we're in fucking Mythbusters territory. This, this felt, happened? you're right. It, it felt like the, the content programmer of all of Shark Week had certain ideas that they wanted to hit. And they're just like giving out cards to each of the different show. Like, okay, Monsters of the Cod, here are things you have to do. Like this, this. Okay, we got one thing about Lionfish, Jackass. You guys got to do this one. Sorry, but for 2.0, like you got to just get this experiment out of the way because someone wants to see it, make it funny, whatever. It did. It felt kind of out of place. But from that scientific perspective, I actually was excited about it. Like, I don't mind a little bit of education in this. Um, It was a little bit short-lived, I guess. But it turns out sharks like Lionfish. And I... I yeah. kind of would have thought that they'd take a bite and spit it out. You know, it's one of those weird defense mechanisms of an animal that like they have to be killed in order to dissuade the animal from from eating them, which would be the shittiest defense in the world, uh, especially if it's coming from something like a shark. But the shark ate him. Uh, Chris, did you know that they would do that? I thought for sure they wouldn't. 
Like, oh, I really? figured they knew, like, it's not worth it. Yeah, that's what I figured. But I, I guess maybe they have some kind of, like, evolutionary stomach bile that could break down the venom or something along those lines because well that's true we didn't see what happened afterwards all we know is that it probably really hurt the shark's mouth which means and i'm saying it here confirmed the lionfish is nature's captain crunch because these sharks are biting Mm. it they're like ouch but also (laughs) yum that tastes pretty damn good (laughs) i need to go to the hospital (laughs) (coughs) oh man those things always fuck up the roof i know those lionfish i know i know (laughs) <laughs> it's almost not even worth it. They should make a Captain Crunch cereal though with uh, lionfish marshmallows in it, and they and, and they actually have like they're made with a little bit of that poison. Yeah, baby, Russian roulette. Uh, but yeah, I mean that's that sketch. I don't have a whole lot to say on that one. Hey, uh, one up for science, I guess. But uh, this next one, uh, fucking, if you want to talk about science and a shark's natural habitat, I think this gets this gets pretty close. Yeah, the shark shark disco. Because I don't know about you, if you've just been out scuba diving and uh, those disco balls, they're fucking everywhere down there. They are everywhere. Uh, I do know that that most clubs that play disco also do have a ton of predators in them. So uh, hey, this, this feels right at home. Yeah, connecting them to dots. I like this. All right. So they put a cage. And how down do you know that, water. Mikey? Well, because I'm not allowed in them anymore, and that's that's why they tell me. <laughs> oh no, Mikey like, was on this show this one time. I think it's called uh, to catch a predator. Yeah, and hey, the one. guess who's still Sit free, down, baby? Take a guess seat. who's still take free? Seat, you escaped. Did he just not take a seat? Is that all? Yeah, he's took? like, take a seat. He I'm like, fuck you. I'm not sitting. Right. I'm not taking a seat. Here's you're the like, thing. I actually <laughs> did just want to play video games. Like, no one, none of my friends will do it. That's all. <laughs> like, I need to find young kids to play video games with me. Yeah, they got so much more free time. It's not even fair. Mm. Um, listen, the cage goes in the water. And as the sun is going down, this is a bit of a nighttime dive. I like the spin on things. Jasper and Knoxville are going down there. Shark diving at night. Knoxville's first time diving. So there you go. Something, a little bonus uh, there for you. But I like that they dressed up in like 70s disco attire for this. And I also got to give them props because I kind of thought, oh, they're just going to go down in the cage and do the whole, you know, thing that poopies did with the slime. Just kind of gawk at the sharks but in no time at all they're opening the hatch and they're getting in there you know pulling off dance moves throwing each other up in the air and shit it didn't it didn't seem like it didn't seem like that was planned right like it like i think they and i know i just said i don't like cave cage dives but this one was kind of cool you know a little bit like if you're gonna do a cage dive do one and make it really different and really cool and it felt like they had a good idea and the fact that they went out of the cage after that felt unplanned and i liked that about it this this was yeah, this was one of the better ones. I I think I almost think they should have ended this ended it with this one. I know the thesis of Shark Week this this time around was let's get poopies back in the water and and get them get them used to the sharks again. But uh, instead, we've got them dancing disco. You know, it's that's that's kind of just just all we all we got. Chris, cool. any thoughts like on it. this one? Um, you guys basically said it. Like it is, you know, it was nice to see them out of the out of the cage. It, at least they jazzed it up mm-hmm. a little bit. It definitely was one of the more memorable moments. But uh, even at that, it was still, it was missing something. There was it was definitely, something they, need, they don't have a bullet put on any of these, like, or a button put yeah. on it. Like, like, hey, here's the big thing. That's, that's the final moment. I do think, yeah. though, that the bravery it takes to stay in a small illuminated area where there's base, if you picture yourself down there, there's a oh, black yeah, wall yeah. and you don't know where the sharks are going to come from, but they're going to come from there. You don't know if there's one or if there's 50. That would be scary mm-hmm. as hell. 
Yeah, it's almost better to be in the dark without the light Honestly, because your eyes kind yeah, of would yeah. adjust to it, and you're just in the same thing. It's like I was driving driving home from the cottage last night, and like when it was late at night, and when the cars were coming this way, for like the second that light would take away my vision of like going forward. So thinking about that, it's like you literally exactly as you described it. That that kind of adds a big a big yeah. punch in my mind because. That would be fucking so terrifying. But that's you see around you. But that's not what they focused on either. Uh, You have to intuit that. So it's like, guys, like, find a find a through line for these stunts. I I don't know. That's very true. I I feel like you could have did. You could have got artistic with that shot and had like a a cameraman swimming around them, like in the distance, kind of just you see like a little illuminated, you know, patch in the darkness and kind of swimming around like a shark perspective, you know. Oh yeah, cool. See, something yeah. like that. They could have played up to it a little bit more, but yeah, I yeah. Mean, the hey, the, AD, the ADR in that scene would have been like, "Oh my god, the shark's watching us from out there," and we've been like, "No, that's you obviously yeah. didn't strap a fucking camera to a shark's head." Like, when, and then the shark gets on the radio and is, is just like, like, "I'm gonna get you." I'm he's you know, he's speaking like right. fucking uh, Snacker from Banjo Kazooie <laughs> from Treasure Trove <laughs> Cove. Now is that a, is that a cut anyone listening yeah. to this podcast will get? I do. Yeah, the scariest video and game character a crazy of all shark time in that video game. That's Snacker the Shark. Yeah, oh, I was actually getting a little uh, skeptical about the ADR radio there when uh, the marine biologist came on and said, "Hey guys, I don't know if you heard yet, but Justin Bieber has a new single streaming now on Spotify <laughs> exclusively." <laughs> yes. Did you hear that yet? <laughs> yeah, that's a real banger, Joe. Yeah, that was honestly, they were one step removed from something like that. Like that doesn't like you can say that. And I bet you some people are listening. were like, oh, I didn't I didn't catch that. But that kind of rings a bell. Like it it does feel on brand with everything we saw. Totally. And uh, speaking of being on brand, they saved, I think, the most on brand sketch of this whole series for last appropriately enough. This is Poopy's Redemption, the big finale. So. He's starting to feel better after his first outing, you know, back into the water in the shark cage, but he needs something a little bit more. His confidence is still a little shook, so let's get him in the water. This is Poopy's big dive. This is all happening when a thunderstorm is on the coast, starting to just move in, move into their location. Things are looking a little grim out there. The skies are black. But uh, regardless, Poopy's had the courage to come back for Shark Week, not be afraid of the water, says Pontius here. So everybody seems to be really proud of him at this point that he's stepping up. And again, for a guy who's like pretty new to the cast at this point, I think he's really impressing everybody with how he's handling everything. It's pretty gnarly. I I think so. I think the opposite. I I agree. In this, this specifically. Like everybody, like, like Mikey keeps bringing up, Johnny doesn't seem to be... Like he's like looking for more. Johnny knows what sells, right? 100%. And I think this pull and you know what? It we're kind of giving him shit for it, to be honest. We're like, oh yeah, you gotta be more sensitive or you gotta be understanding and Pontius is coming in nurturing. But this is maybe the worst jackass thing that's ever been put out. True. And his frustration and his intensity trying to really haggle this all coming through. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's because he knew he knew it deep down what was going it's on. It's a good so point. Like I, when we're coming 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 full circle, I didn't think about that till just now. And you know what I mean? Like I said, it, I said it Knoxville last episode. I said it last episode that Knoxville definitely feels frustrated with poopies. It seems like he's frustrated. I didn't pick up on it as much from the rest of the cast, but you know, we talk all the time about like like Knoxville's now producer level. Like he's up there with Tremaine. He makes more money than everyone. He also, you know, was was probably the best cast member consistently throughout all of jackass best in terms of like the number of things he was willing to do and put his body through so it's like yeah he's kind of earned it you know you can't be upset with him 
like you said, he knows what sells and he probably feels like, holy shit, I agreed to come here to do this. And this is going to be like, you can't tell me he didn't know this was going to be a little cheesy. And that doesn't take away from poop. He's having legitimate fear of what's going on by any stretch of the imagination. We're just speaking from like an outside perspective where it's like, like when you're watching things, this isn't the dynamic that. I, like this just it it didn't really work work itself out you know like i'm so happy that he was able to go in go into the water you know get get over that fear it'd be like me throwing me into a snake pit i would never fucking do it i'm too much of a pussy for that shit you know yeah. what i mean especially that's why you're not on jackass one. too right exactly yeah fair enough touche but yeah like it's it's nice to see it come full circle but yeah but you know I, what i mean um it's you know same place as last year He's going to go back to where it all happened, where the disaster occurred. And basically, he's just diving. Like, we're just basically going to interact, but no cage or anything this time. And I don't know, all, like, the crew's down there with him. It's not just poopies. I like that there's a variety of guys. But, you know, other than being naturally a little hesitant to go down, they get down there and then things seem fine. They swim around for a while and that, we kind of just guys. get our final shots of the episode. And, you know, he's a little scared, but I don't know. There, there wasn't the any big fact, payoff for it. I'm saying. There wasn't. The fact that the jackass 2.0 which every time they've done things, they've usually ramped it up. The last sketch, I'm sorry that it's, like you said, Mikey, it's part of the thesis, and I'm not trying to knock, like, what it meant to Poopies as as himself, but from the outside in, do you know, like, 90-year-old, like, couples who are, like, in, like, the Florida Keys can, like, go and do this shark diving excursion? Like, it's like a cruise ship excursion. This is so dumbed down. These sharks know, like, it's literally anybody could do it. Like, and, Tons of people do it's, all the time. Like they go to the specific spot. The sharks know they get fed. It's just this thing they've been doing forever. And it's like, that's how you end a whole thing. Yep. That Like that's the antithesis of everything or the the, the, the climax. It's like, literally, that, it just doesn't do it for me. It's literally the same as the poopy stunt when he's like the hagfish slime one minus the cage with more members of jackass, just like sitting on the, the, the bottom of the ocean with sharks around them. And here's the thing that bothers me about it. I've seen this happen in tourist videos, like you said, Chris. I've seen it happen in Shark Week before. I've seen it happen in Discovery, even outside of Shark Week. I've seen this kind of thing happen all the time. You do not bring the Jackass crew to your show so that they can do the things we've already seen. You bring them to the show so they do things we've never seen before. Otherwise, what the fuck are you paying for? Why didn't they... Even in post, even if they were filming this with the thesis of we're going to get poopies back in the water, why didn't they in post cut this where the cage dive feeds straight into this stunt, get the poopies narrative out of the way? Because that wasn't good enough to base Shark Week around and then go on and do your your weird ass stunts and make us laugh. Like, it just felt like there was too much around this. And if this is the climax, it felt all for naught. It was very disappointing. I got to ask then, because you bring up a good point, if if this could have been re-edited, what would you guys have put out of everything we've seen? What would you have saved for the very end? What's the best part of this to you? The, the disco with everyone involved. I think that's cool enough. I think, you know, start okay, it in the cage. Start. I'm you, thinking like out of what we saw, though, what was like, what do you think they should have edited and put in the end? I like your idea, though. But like, yeah. if you had to restructure it and redo the edit then, out of no, all even the still stunts, then, Even still then, I would say the disco. Because it's Johnny Knoxville's first ever dive. You might as well end with something big like that. They had enough there. I feel like that could have kind of worked. But here's how they should have done that stunt. The cage, like they've made custom cages. We saw it. Make the cage a disco ball. 
They get out of the disco ball. The disco ball keeps spinning <laughs> above them, and they're dancing under. Even even better, the cage is down there, and when they're in the cage, have whoever's on the boat lift the fucking cage up so the oh. cage is fucking gone and they don't see <laughs> yeah. it coming. That is a fucking that's jackass, a jackass fucking stunt. bit. Yeah. If I've ever that's yeah. that's like all the you know like the bear. It's like oh yeah, you're getting covered in honey. Oh, there's a bear now. Yes, you know. Oh, you're sitting here cage diving. Now you don't have a cage. Right. Have fucking fun, boys, and try and fucking put on a straight face while you're doing your disco yeah. dance. Well, your fucking yeah. cage is gone and have them have to figure that out on the spot. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you're going to get out anyways, the same danger is there. You might as well add that element of surprise and, and that having them trying to work through the problems sure. in the midst of something scary, scary. Going it's a, it's on. a like, good question. Jay. What, what about you? What would you like? I guess we're asking like, what is your favorite or biggest moment of yeah. this? What would you choose? In a way we are. Um, okay. So again, before I say that, I think you're right again, Mikey, in the sense that they shouldn't have played up so much in the, hey, this is like a Poopy's redemption thing if at the end it wasn't going to pay off. Yeah. And again, maybe they were hoping, you know, before they shot that it was going to pay off in some way and then it just didn't. They're like, well, we just have to go with what we've got. Yes. Like maybe they were kind of hoping Poopy's would panic. And I mean, they're not saying they, they want him to suffer, but in a way you kind of do to get better you know, stuff on camera. That's kind of a, you know, a toss up. So maybe they just didn't get what they wanted. But I think if uh, I had to restructure this whole thing, I would probably take your side and say, like, play down that poopies thing a little bit and yeah. maybe just make that one segment in the whole thing instead of the whole reason we're here. Um, oh. And then at the end, I would have put in, I probably would have put in the dark shark in the raft because I think that was the funniest part for That's me true. personally, just because. Yeah. They they played a classic jackass stunt that everybody remembers on someone who was fresh to it and wasn't prepared for what was to happen. And I think that probably out of everything went over the best. Yeah, that's um, a good point. That that could have been good. What about yeah. what about like if we're talking about a poopy stunt that could have worked because it's about him making peace with the sharks. Send him down there with even like a fucking nurse shark and have a way for him to shake fins with it. Like give him a giant like shark fin and have him shake hands with it or so, like get him to interact, get him to do something, make him the center of it. Maybe he didn't want to do something. I don't know. But yeah, this just felt like a, a or, big mess. Or even even have him at the end surfing again. Sure. Yeah. Something something that tugs on her heartstrings. You know what I mean? Yeah. The guy got over his fear you and you see him just fucking crash in a nice barrel out in the ocean. Yeah. And we're like. Okay, there's some closure here. This was just good point. You yeah. know, like the, the, it's like I don't think that he got over his fear from being no, dead. No. Like it's like, you know what I mean. So it's yeah. like just have something along yeah, those lines, you know, or something different, or or don't play that. It, it felt just half baked in just, general. Whatever they if, did, if didn't we work, can yeah. sit here as three non-writers and think of some pretty mediocre ideas but, that still would be better, like they could have thought of something better. Have him surfing yeah, I'll, in I'll a shark suit. Who knows? Like, yeah. I'll give you another yeah. one right now. Why was this not Dark Shark Week? Right? They could have just focused it around him and did stunts involving that him. That would have been, been way better. It's always so entertaining to watch. I just feel like, you know, <laughs> Dark that Shark worked. Week. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's, you put him in the put like, just make him jump off the fucking boat in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> I'm going to be laughing harder than these elaborate yeah. plans that they have like just seeing him panic even if there isn't a fucking yeah. shark around yeah and trying to climb in and then having the boat go a little bit have him swim to the boat and the boat go a little bit just like it, anything like that would be so it much felt better like the, the the heavy hand of discovery was behind this telling them that they had yeah. to have a certain narrative they had to do it a certain way and then the heavy bags of money that they offered the jackass crew probably sway uh, persuaded them to do it a certain way but that's kind yeah. of it 
um, in terms That's of it. stunts, do you guys want to get into our MVPs and LVPs? We can go over the whole of the whole uh, Shark Week, maybe. Yeah, let's yeah. let's go real quick here. Uh, yeah, if you want to do MVP first, um, I, I might as well just jump in. One one person that keeps standing out to me, and I didn't really anticipate to pick him, but I think it's Wee Man because mm. every time I saw him on camera, he was always having a good time out there, always smiling. And he, you guys said at the beginning of part one, he got more exposure than he does normally. This was yeah. kind of his show in a lot of ways. I agree. And I keep thinking back to the eel sketch where he's in with the electric eel. And uh, just like, I don't know, for some reason, he kind of, he, he was, a, he, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He was, uh, he was the star here. He, he, he like really, he had his moments and... Yep. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't really have to justify it any more than that. I think I, he just did a good job. I love it, and and I'm just going to jump in and say he he's mine as well. I, I think the two best people in Shark Week were uh, Chris Pontius, who I mentioned was in the water for just about every stunt, even if he weren't the center of it. He produced a lot of this. He did his best to put it all together. I know we didn't necessarily love what happened, but he was doing his best. Uh, and I loved his energy. He was my MVP in last week's episode. I'm going to give it to Wee Man in this one as well. His energy and and and. More so for just Shark Week, I think we haven't seen that energy from Wee Man in a long time, and it it really makes me happy to know he's still in it. I'm going out of left field over here right now because <clears throat> I didn't think about this until as we were kind of digesting this and talking amongst ourselves. I'm giving it to Knoxville. Oh. Because just the sheer idea of, as we're like thinking about this, realizing he was not happy right. with this, and he was, number one, give him credit for his first shark dive ever at nighttime mm-hmm. in that situation. Cool. But really trying to push the pace of things. And as we're looking at it before, and it sounded uncomfortable, potentially, or it seemed uncomfortable, the more that I really think about it, it's his absolute commitment over anything to make a good jackass product. I'm, I'm kind of surprised he even let this come out, to be sure. completely honest. But you know what? Like we said, you know what? They've, they've done this. They, they need to get some money. They need to do some things because they're not, you know, like we all think that they're crazy millionaires and all these guys are. That's not the case, you know? So him just having that directoral and you, you no, know no, what I'm trying, saying? You know, trying like to just, be a choreographer, knowing that he's being pigeonholed and his wings have been clipped. Uh, exactly. I, I, I get it. And seeing the frustration from him, like it was very clear he was frustrated, it seems. So, you know, he's putting on that smile, but just, yeah, I, I, I like the fact that he... But when you boil it down, you see that, and you could tell he he it wasn't a happy camper, and he was trying yeah. his best, even if it doesn't work out. Sometimes that's a, it's a really good great. point, uh, Jay. What about your LVP? LVP for this one, Pamela Lowe. Pamela Lowe. Who is that? Pamela Lowe is the granddaughter of Luella Lowe, who back in 1963 recalls her grandmama serving her a recipe of brown sugar and butter over a bed of rice. Splash a little milk in there, and you have inspiration, my friends. Pamela Pamela Lowe would go on to become the flavorist, the flavorist for Quaker Oats Company, and developed the original recipe for Captain Crunch cereal. <laughs> today, oh Pamela my Lowe fucking god, dude! Is I love MVP. it, man. It is not often that you take us for a walk and land it like wow. that. I, I very much appreciate that. That was really good. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, I, I was going to go uh, uh, something similar. Not not Pamela Lowe. I was going to go Adrian Gore. And Adrian Gore is the CEO of Discovery Limited because he had to have had a hand in the way in which this was orchestrated. He's the money behind Discovery. 
and he's deciding what gets green lit and he's probably the one who clipped the wings i don't know why i keep using bird metaphors in a shark week uh, uh analogy but uh uh because uh, they like to eat birds because they like to eat birds yeah exactly that's a good point that's a good point um the yeah. Uh, but but yeah it clearly just him as a placeholder because look sometimes we need to hold ceos accountable take away their golden parachutes and shoots and hold their feet to the fire. And I think he's got to be the one to answer for what the fuck just happened uh, with shark week 2.0. Yeah. Shark week in general was my yeah. LVP here because it's like as much as jackass is getting dumbed down and their wings clipped, so to speak. God bird. Goddamn bird. Shark week <laughs> itself is compromising itself in it's science in its science by like doing something like this. They had it. It was a great idea. I hate how they're like every night there's some kind of celebrity doing something. Yeah, Practical yeah, yeah, jokers yeah. doing this. You know, fucking bring it back to what it is, man. Like I know I know what they're trying to do, but the the people that really like Shark Week don't give a fuck about that all that razzle dazzle, you know? Like you, you you hit it well with Jackass the first time. You should have left it at that. Or, so. or just know that if you're yeah. doing that, you have to let them bring their own flavor to it. Because I, I think it's okay as a palate exactly. cleanse. It doesn't have to be all science all the time. I like the fact that there are some other options. But if that's the case, let them be an antidote to all the science in Shark Week. Let them be a little bit something a little bit different. Because that's not what we got here. We got it all mixed and muddled up in a, in a recipe much, much worse than the Captain Crunch recipe. Yeah. And hey, if you want to watch this one, uh, maybe set your expectations a little lower and you might have some fun. There's some moments here. Yeah. But overall... Yeah, a little heavy-handed on the discovery side. And I think, Mikey, you made a good point. If you're paying these guys to be here, maybe make that a little more worth your time and money. But overall, overall, if you're just looking for a day out at the beach with the jackass guys and you just want to see them doing some shit, okay, it might be... Watch the first uh, one. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we'll end on that. Like, there's a better version of this. So A way better version If you of want this. to find us, don't forget, we are on the social media uh, Webiverse at uh, Jackassed Pod, Instagram, mm. Twitter, and don't forget TikTok now as well, baby. Hell yeah, fuck always yeah. at Jackassed Pod. And uh, just <laughs> a little, a little correction: uh, Adrian Gore is the CEO of Discovery Holdings, which is a health insurance company. Has nothing <laughs> yeah. to do with this. I just looked Adrian's that up, fault, though, and it's really. still his fault, maybe. Yeah. So yeah. I apologize to Adrian Gore and all the work he's oh. doing for health benefits, uh, but it is not it is not the one in my crosshairs today. <laughs> all right. And on that note, uh, until we uh, defame and uh, you know get our facts wrong next week, we'll see you. <laughs> Till then, I guess. Hey, it's a big surprise. We don't even know what we're doing next week. So, tune in to uh, find out, babies. Tune in to find out. Until then, bye. I'm Jason Wellwood. Bye. I'm Mike Aaronworth. Bye. I'm I'm Mike Aaronworth, and this has been Jackass. <laughs>